Hello and welcome to Phenomena. Um, I am Ria and this is... I am Shauna. And we are here to talk to you about women who have been written out of or underrepresented in Irish history because there's way too many of them. Yes, there is. And we have some really great women lined up to talk about. And for our very first episode, we have decided to pick the themes of women who were trialed as witches in Ireland. Yep. So, um... Over the course of these episodes, myself and Sean are going to take turns to talk about ladies who we have discovered who were kind of cool. So Sean is going to kick off this episode, I think, aren't you, Shauna? Yes, I am indeed, with Florence Newton. So who was Florence Newton? <laughs> Florence Newton uh, was a woman in Yall in Cork who was committed to Yall Prison by the mayor of the town on March 1661 for bewitching Mary Longden. So this is quite an interesting story because, as we'll find out, there wasn't that many women child in Ireland as a witch. Um, and those who were, were trialed mostly because they were powerful. But from this story, which you'll hear in a moment, um, Florence Newton seemed to be just a kind of elderly woman in y'all, um, a kind of beggar woman, you could say. So this story begins around Christmas time and she goes to the house of a Mr. John Pine in y'all and uh, where he had a servant working for him called Mary Longden. And Florence Newton went to the house and she asked for her piece of beef out of the powdering tub and Mary Longden uh, denied her uh, having any food and she would not give away her master's beef. So Florence seemed to be very angry and she said, thou hast as good, give it to me and went away grumbling. I mean, in fairness, at Christmas, you know, you're supposed to be charitable. Yes, they are. It's pretty <laughs> lousy. Like, to be honest, she, not she deserved a curse, but come on, you know, it's supposed to be a, <laughs> a giving season. Can, does this mean that I can curse anybody who doesn't give me a good Christmas present yes. going forward? Yes, you Sweet. can. Yes. If you get any uh, bad, bad gift sets, uh, <laughs> give out the curses, you're free to do so. Um, so a week after that, Mary Longden went to the water wearing a pail of cloth on her head. And when she met Florence at the water, uh, Florence, this is in inverted commas, so this is what Mary actually said in court. This is the exact description. She said, came full in her face and threw the pail off her head and violently kissed her and said, Mary, I pray thee, let thee and I be friends, for I bear no ill will and I pray thee do not bear me none she violently kissed her maybe she just wanted to be her friend you know or maybe 17th century me too yeah happening here (laughs) she was pretty yeah mary mary wasn't into it for sure and she went home and a few days later she said that she saw a woman with a veil over her face standing by her bedside and one standing by her like a little old man in silk clothes and that this man whom she took to be a spirit drew the veil off of the woman's face and then she knew to be goody newton so florence newton she thinks that she's seen the spirits of florence newton and a little man who she believes is the devil and that the spirit spoke to her and would have her promise him that if she followed his advice she would have all things after her own heart to which she says she answered that she would have nothing to say to him 
for her trust was in the Lord. But if her trust was in the Lord, why wasn't she charitable at Christmas time? I know. Come on, Mary. <laughs> this is a big problem. <laughs> um, so, but or she also, you know, sounds like it could have been a nightmare, or it could have been the DTs. Maybe she got some sleep paralysis. Maybe she had too much to drink at Christmas. Also, what's with all the veils? Yeah. A week after Christmas, New Year's, possibly, you know, she she had too much on the sauce. January blues. Yeah. <laughs> so then what happened was uh, within a month of Florence landing a smacker on Mary that she felt very ill of fits and trances, which would take her on all of a sudden. So in them, she said that it could take three or four men to hold her back and she would be taken with vomiting and would vomit up needles horse nails, stubs, wool and straw. So it was said that she was having these fits and throwing all this stuff up, which, you know, is is lovely. Physiologically <laughs> entirely possible. Yes, yeah, definitely, you know. When she was asked if she perceived what she vomited up, she said that she didn't because she was in so much of a fit that she was in a distraction. Um, before the first beginning of her fits, she then said many small stones would fall on her and follow her from room to room and hit her on the head, body, fall to the ground and then vanish away. Others reported seeing this too, including her master, who caught some of these said stones in his hand, but then they disappeared. Conveniently. Was she she just throwing the stones at the master being like, oh no, pay me more, pay me more, pay me more. Oh sorry, it wasn't me, it was witch. I mean, I wouldn't mind doing that now. Um, she said in her fits she often saw Florence Newton and cried out against her for tormenting her. She said she would several times stick pins into her arms and some of them so fast that a man must pluck three or four times to get out the pins and they were stuck between the skin and the flesh. So these are all the things she was seeing in her fits and feeling these pins. And when Florence was sent for by the mayor to go to the defendant, her fits got more violent. So Florence was committed at Yall. Mary was not troubled, but she was very well until Florence was moved to Cork. And then Mary got worse. So the mayor of Yall, conveniently called Mr. Mayor, (laughs) uh, M-A-Y-R-E, mayor, sent to know if... Uh, Florence was bolted and she wasn't so they gave the order to put her in bolts and then Mary was grand again so can you explain to me what bolts are please so you know um when you put your hands in this this is going to be a very (laughs) detailed description when you put your hands in the thing that like locks your hands up so you see it in um oh like those wooden things yeah precisely yeah so i think that's what it is you know these wooden things and they just have a hole for your hands so you open it up they put your hands in and then they clamp it down and put a big padlock on it so your hands would be stuck you often see it in films and people have their heads in it as well yeah so her hands needed to be bolted otherwise uh, Mary was having these fits more regularly but apparently when Florence's hands were in this she was fine so they were saying that the spells that Florence was doing or the curses she was somehow using her hands in in making this happen it said then when uh, that Mary went to court and gave her evidence that Florence looked at her and lifted up both her hands together as they were in this 
bolt but she still had action to them and she cast them in a violent angry motion towards Mary and said now she is down and then Mary apparently fell suddenly to the ground like a stone and fell in a most violent fit witnesses said she was biting her own arms and shrieking and while this was happening for 15 minutes that Florence apparently was sitting by herself pinching her own arms so Mary was ordered to be taken out of the court and brought to a house and it was said that people who were there brought back to the court crooked pins, straws and wool in white foam supposedly that she had thrown up from Florence. So it's a lot of this evidence is going against Florence but it's all very, you know, like wishy-washy. Precisely. <laughs> Or witchy-washy. Witchy. <laughs> yes, very witchy-washy. Sorry about that, <laughs> but not really. Mary then said she was fine again and when Florence was in bolts and when she wasn't, she was ill again. So then they needed to discover if she was a witch. So there were some other tactics that they have taken from English witch trials to judge if somebody is a witch. And one of them is they said that if a witch c- couldn't recite the Lord's Prayer so forgive me father I have sinned they'd get a said witch to try and recite that and if she could do it properly she wasn't a witch but if she couldn't say it then that was proof enough that she was a witch Mm -hmm. so in Florence's case she tried to say it but she kept leaving out and forgive us our trespasses and she just continually kept saying give us this day our daily bread as we forgive them so she kept skipping the line now they appointed someone to teach her the words but she still couldn't say it and she put this down to being old and having a bad memory so this was evidence enough for a lot of the local men who were kind of seen as witch hunters or law enforcers so then what happened was uh, there was a man called Nicholas Pine who was sworn in in the court and he said that after the second night after the witch had been in prison he and another man Joseph Thompson Roger Hawkins and some others went to Florence to speak about the maid and she denied bewitching her but it may be that she overlooked her which at the time was considered that if you overlook someone it meant you curse them with the evil eye so they claimed that she said that she didn't put a she didn't put a spell on her but that she did overlook her as in putting a curse on her they said she confessed wronged the maid and fell down praying to god to forgive her how did she pray to god to forgive her if she couldn't remember the words to the prayer this is all pretty skeptical like (laughs) i think these guys just went to like torment this old woman who was in jail for you know being a witch supposedly and they just went in like to at night time and then provoked her into saying a confession yeah and it doesn't it doesn't add up how did she say it properly then um so they she said that she couldn't help her though that another person would have to help her and not those that did the harm. She said there were others in the town of Yall, a goody halfpenny and a goody dodd could do these things also, and it might be one of them that did the harm. So, she's trying to pass off the blame to these are the two ladies, but they were later found innocent. What's interesting though is like, they were accused, but they were let go immediately. Like, they didn't see any credibility in 
her accusation that these two women were also practicing witchcraft, which leads me to question, like, what did they have out for Florence Newton? I wonder if she was gay. Maybe. Like, maybe not. But, like, with that whole kissing thing at the beginning, like, if she's old, if she's, like, in any way different, like, does it mention where the other two ladies they were married yeah whereas Florence Newton wasn't and there isn't that much about her as a personality or you know anything there are like these facts from the court records and everything but there's not anything about her previous to this like was she married where was she from you know what type of person she obviously didn't she didn't have a husband she didn't work so was she begging all the time was she a quote-unquote nuisance to the you know this community like what was her story and why did this young girl you know go as far as getting this woman locked up and everything or was it an influence of a man maybe her master got the young girl to say this stuff um like but half of y'all lost their mind apparently (laughs) um so then there was more um they said then that one of the nights that she was in prison the prison shook and a great noise as if someone was running up and down the room was could be heard and apparently the next day she confessed that it was a spirit and her familiar a greyhound hey it's not a bad familiar <laughs> in fairness normally they get like cats um this is a, a, a two-part podcast episode where we will also be discussing another witch yes. which will be my turn she also had a familiar and hers wasn't a greyhound what would your familiar be? Like, I want it to be something cool, but I feel like it would be a cat. What cats are cool? I don't love cats. Really? I don't love them, but also, like, I feel like I kind of am one. <laughs> you know, standoffish, yeah. give me things, I'll take it, and then I'll go away until, <laughs> until I don't want anything else. Got it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Owls freak me out. They're too big. To, uh, <laughs> yeah, this isn't Harry Potter. There's other <laughs> options. A uh, black cat. I'll settle with a black cat. It's vintage. It's traditional. I'd like a parrot. A parrot for me would be kind of cool. <laughs> that would not draw attention to you at all. I don't know. I'd be like a pirate witch. Yeah. Why not? Nice. Yeah. You get a eye patch. A wooden leg. Um, so then three other men are mentioned, um, their names aren't really relevant to be honest, but they read of a way to discover a witch, now this is kind of crazy and a little confusing so stick with me, they read that if you set a witch on a stool and got a shoemaker with a strong awl, and an awl is like a screwdriver type instrument, that you use to make shoes like I think it's for like pinning the leather into shoes but um the most modern day equivalent I think is relatively it looks like a screwdriver something that you do not want to get stuck into most definitely um so there was to get a shoemaker with a strong awl and stick it into the stool but couldn't until the third time so this is where it gets a little confusing it doesn't really make sense um so they read of a way to discover a witch they set her on a stool and a shoemaker with a strong awl was to stick it into the stool but couldn't until the third time they then bade her come off the stool but she said she was weary and could not stir 
The two of them then pulled her off and when the shoemaker pulled out the awl it dropped into his hand with half an inch broken off the blade of it but couldn't find anywhere on the stool where it could be. So then they took another awl and gave it to Mary to put it into her hand. Then one of them took her hand, ran violently at the witch's hand with it, but it could not enter it because the awl was so bent that none of them could put it straight again. Then Mr. Blackwell, one of these men very enthused by this awl drilling, carry on, took a lance and launched one of her hands, which is like a blade as far as I can know. Or as far as I could find, it's also a fish, but I doubt it's a fish that they're doing this with. Uh, one of her hands and an inch and a half long and a quarter of an inch deep, but it bl- didn't bleed at all. Then he launched the other hand and then they both bled. So to be honest, this is just some kind of torture uh, thing that they're doing to her, that they said that she couldn't that she should get off it if they put it in and she didn't but she's also a very old woman and and also even with the blood thing like okay disclaimer i have absolutely no medical qualifications or knowledge whatsoever but i thought that sometimes if a wound is like deep enough that it can take like a little while for the blood to kind of i think so come to the surface yeah it happens sometimes if you like cut your hand off something like with a knife cooking or like it's sort of just something sharp, you know, you like get this <gasps> and like look at it and it's not bleeding and then it's like a pause and then it's like, you yeah. know, so like their <laughs> test isn't foolproof. <laughs> um, so then after that, she was committed to all prison again on the 24th of March, 1661. And a man named David Jones came home to his wife, Eleanor, having been out all night, standing sentinel over the witch. So he was watching her in the prison that night. And apparently he wanted to watch her to see if he could observe any cats or other creatures and go through her gate. So pretty creepy. Like he stayed out all night. He probably just told his wife this. He might have been of doing something else but he said that he was yeah (laughs) (laughs) most deaf when you hear what happened to him and but he said that he was at the prison watching this lady to make sure that there was no cats or anything so when he got to the prison he heard she couldn't say the lord's prayer and she said she couldn't do to her old age so he began to teach it to her he went over to her but she still couldn't say the trespasses line and he began to teach her again to which she seemed very grateful she said she had a great mind to kiss him but couldn't because of the grate so requested she kiss his hand so he put his hand through the grate and she kissed it he told his wife and others he believed she had bewitched him and 14 days later he died she was indicted on two separate charges the bewitching of mary longden and causing the death of david jones it was so serious that the attorney general came to y'all to prosecute but there is no record of the verdict so as for newton's fate um that part of the trial's records are missing her defense was that she was an old and disquieted and distracted with her own suffering it is likely that someone who was addressed as the witch throughout the trial met a grisly end her only mistake was to find herself in an isolated puritanical community with political tensions rife in the borough that's something that i got off the internet Mm -hmm. Uh, and um 
Add in magical beliefs and the unfortunate Newton found herself in the wrong place at the wrong time in Irish history. So they don't know what happened to her, but there is actually um, a record of the mayor proposing the water experiment, which is called Swimming the Witch, which I think everybody's kind of familiar with. And that is where the suspected witch is taken. And I didn't know this part, though. Her right thumb is tied to her left great toe and vice versa. She is then thrown into the water. And if she sinks and drowns by any chance, her innocence is conclusively established. (laughs) And if she drowns, or sorry, if she floats, then she is a witch. So she's going to be killed anyway, literally damned if you do or damned if you don't. So we don't know what happened, Florence. Now, there's a couple of reasons for that. It could be because of the great fires in Cork, that it was burned, that because a lot of court records were lost forever then. It could be, I don't know, it could be, there's a lot of reasons. Let's imagine a scenario. She was a witch. She gets convicted but manages to escape. When she escapes, she enchants the entire village so nobody remembers what happened. So oh, there's a written record up to that point. She's like in a hurry to get out of town, you know, she almost got (laughs) killed. Yeah. So she's like, meh, whatever. And then, yeah, puts a spell on the whole town so nobody can ever remember what exactly happened to her or write it down. And that's the story that I'm deciding to go with. I love it. (laughs) I like it a whole lot. I think so, too. I think it's like, you know... It's like that episode of Buffy <laughs> where they're being burned at the stake. For anyone who hasn't watched it, you should watch Buffy. But um, one of the people being trialed just turns himself into a rat and like free gets free. Yeah. I'd like to imagine something like that happened to her. And then she just, yeah, did a spell. That, that, cast that, off the record. That doesn't work out so well for Amy and Buffy. Um, no. She kind of gets stuck as a rat. Both myself and Shauna really like Buffy. I am currently wearing a Sunnydale High Class of 99 hoodie. You will hear a lot of references to Buffy throughout this podcast. A lot. (laughs) A whole lot. And we encourage you to watch it because it is a masterpiece of television and it will fix your soul right up. But because of that, we're both super into witches, which is why we wanted to kick off this podcast with that theme. The other reason we wanted to talk about witches is because it's just um, it's it's a really interesting way to kind of look at how women were treated in the past, um, even still are now to a certain certain extent. But this whole idea of like demonizing women for for reasons outside of their control. So in the case of Florence, she's just a sad old lady who wanted some meat, maybe a little bit of action. Mm-hmm. She wanted to meet for the meat. <laughs> Sorry, that was really bad. <laughs> Um, and yeah suddenly her whole life gets turned upside down and it's just kind of sucky I guess yeah or she could be like this is the thing that bothers me about these records is that there's no you can't grasp who the person was so she could have been this really eccentric old woman you know going around potentially bothering people or like you know just not being the way that women were supposed to and because of that she pissed enough people off that they were like okay she's a witch let's get rid of her you know and it could be that she was single at a certain age she could have been eccentric she could have just been very independent she could have been a lot of things she could have been an asshole she could have been an asshole like (laughs) but just because you're an asshole does not mean that you deserve to be killed for witchcraft (laughs) And with that said, (laughs) 
yeah, I guess um as is there anything that kind of struck you when you were when you were researching this? Um, I just wish I knew more about her as a person. Like, um, I think the draw on witchcraft and stuff for a lot of people is that it represents a kind of a divine feminine or powerful feminine presence or magical, you know, life-giving force that is appealing. And I, I think, and powerful and scary and linked with darkness and all that, like, witchcraft and the people being child as witches like it brings up that theme of like a powerful woman and I just wish I knew more about Florence so that we could see was that the case or was it just as there was notes said you know being at the wrong place and the wrong time in Irish history and I'm really looking forward to hearing more about uh, this in the next episode yeah, so um, that's us wrapping up our first episode of Phenomena. Woohoo! Thank you guys for listening. Uh, tune in for our next episode where I will be telling us all about Petronella de Meath, the first woman to be burnt at the stake for witchcraft in Ireland. Um, so all of the information that I got about Florence Newton um, I will put the references in the description bio underneath the podcast if you want to check out more about her uh, and where we got all the information because as we will say a lot plagiarism is bad <laughs> don't sue us it's really bad we'll burn you at the stake no. <laughs>